Hi, everybody. I'm Tom Wills, and welcome to our continuing coverage of Thanks for 30 Years. In case you've been out of the country, Chief Meteorologist Extraordinaire John Gaughan and Anchorwoman Extraordinaire Mary Bear are retiring after three decades of service to you, our viewers, here at News 4 Jacks. And many of you have submitted these questions for the two of these people to answer. Yes, thank you so much. For the questions. <laughs> yes, and for the 30 years. 30 years. Oh, I can't believe it. This question comes from Donald R. Campbell, and I'm sure it's a question that both of you have been asked since we announced that you're retiring. Okay. He says, this question is for both of you. You guys are both too young. It will not be the same without you. Congrats to both of you, but why? Yeah. <laughs> why? Yeah, why? Why? Well, I mean... I think we both have personal TikTok, reasons. TikTok. <laughs> I mean... It's the clock. And I think, you know, Amara's speaking a moment. She has her personal stuff, and I have my personal thoughts and, and, and desires to do. Uh, this is definitely not retirement for either one of us. Right. We're going to go move ahead right. with our lives and try to make more of what you guys have given us over these years, your dedication to us, and we write back at you, and I think both of us have that kind of future for all of you. That's a, that's really well put. And also for me, I mean, like I said, the clock, because there was a big birthday last December, and my husband and I <laughs> kind of looked at each other, and, and he's like, how, you know, how you doing? And I'm like, well, I'm kind of, you know, I've spent half my life here at Channel 4 <laughs> on the set. It's just the last few weeks that hit me. So um, it really, it, it was something we were kind of looking toward doing anyway, but not so soon. And then all of a sudden it was kind of like, it, well, it just kind of seems like the right time. Yeah. And it does feel right in some ways. In, I guess in a lot of ways. And right. then there are a lot of ways where it's, it's just kind of a shock. Yeah, so, you know, it's been, what you may not know at home is that we've known this for six months. Mm. And so it's we've had... Six months? Almost. I don't almost. do math very well. Almost. <laughs> for a while. Yeah. I don't and do the, the math. So the point here for us has been that we've known and we haven't been able to express it to not a lot of folks, just our immediate family, and that's been about it. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things that go on back behind the scenes at Channel 4. And uh, I've often said that for every person you see on Channel 4, there's like six or seven other people you never know were on TV or, you know, make what Tom, holding us Mary, all up. that's right, keep us together. <laughs> yes. And it's those people that you don't know about. But the fact is that they were kind of guiding everything to help make everything work out. Mm -hmm. As we've already announced, Richard Nunn's going to take over for me. Yeah. So that's a big deal. And we had to make sure everything was taken care of for him. And the others that are coming on board, uh, the brother staff's a little bit of a turnover, but uh, they're awesome people and they're going to be there for up. you. Yeah, exactly. And so the point here is that uh, timing was everything. There's a, you know, I will admit to the fact that when it comes to taking, you know, pension payouts and stuff like that, there's an important detail there. And so it just all came together to tell us it was time to do it. Life is good. And um, I don't know personally. I'm the youngest of six, and I know all my other, you know, <laughs> siblings, most of them are already there in right. the retirement era. Yeah. So I'm like, can I please join you? <laughs> can I come see you? Can I travel? Because everybody lives in different areas, too, of the country. And I think that was a big thing for um, me was being able to have some more flexibility with my life because... Um, I have a grandson and I need to see him a little bit more and the schedule is a little challenging for family sure. life. So I um, just asked my daughter that because I didn't get to see her a lot, you know, during school nights through so many years. So um, I think now is kind of the time. 
time. Yeah. And then I get to travel with Marty, my husband. He's he's the boss of his own firm, so he so he's much more flexible than I've ever been able to be flexible. So it's really kind of cool. So we've already planned. Like I'm going home, back to Oregon yeah. for a week at least. That's the first. That's the, the first, first thing. stop. Yeah. 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 This next question comes from anonymous. Would you both be interested in forming a touring show based on your many years of experience? We can call it the Mary and John Show. Hey, let's do it. Come do it. on, John. That might be the next venture. We have we covered every little square inch of this area from Georgia to downtown, around town, yeah. St. Augustine. Uh, I've been to be Stark fun? and Lake uh -oh. City and Lake can Butler. Can we get an agent for this to start hmm? this? I don't know. Is anybody out there interested? Tom? <laughs> yeah, I'd do it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm really maxed out on my, my planning. I have a big schedule ahead of me. Uh, I think that's getting back to a question. You're saying you're one. not available. Is that what exactly. you're saying? I'm like, we're not retired here, folks. And my yeah. schedule is just exploding as it goes into the fall right now. And I'm not sure exactly how it's all going to play out. I can't but wait to find out more about your schedule. It's going to be interesting. Okay. It's going to be okay. interesting. I, I know. I, I'm gonna, I don't know. That's not even part of this. Part of the question, though, what we're going to be doing is yeah. it? But roadshow, I'm not sure. You I know, don't, I don't know about Channel Four show, used to do roadshows back like in the past. Yes, we did. Oh gosh, one, one of the other many things we've done. Yeah, what was it many called? It, well, it was Blue Crab Festival. Four, we, four oh, yeah, four on the, on the road. Four on the road. That's it. And we went to all these various festivals: Fernandina Shrimp Fest down south, it Blue was, Crab. And the whole team got together That's and made right. it happen. Yeah. It was it was a lot of fun. This question also comes from an anonymous viewer, Mary and John. There are so many transplants to the Jacksonville area. What changes have you seen over the years that have affected you? Oh, wow. That's a good How about question. that? Good question. There's a lot of things that have happened. Um, I mean, look how big this city is now. And that changes just the way, I mean, just uh, one thing I like to tell my, my family and my mm -hmm. friends and my family goes, I can't believe all the things you've seen driving home late at night. But it's true. It's crazy how this, this city has grown. And mm -hmm. um, you do get a little more guarded because all of a sudden there's more people around you, yes, right? Yes, absolutely. Much more Wide calm open. and relaxed exactly. when you drive home late at night. I'm just kind of cruising along. Now it's like, okay, I gotta be careful where, you know, because because there people be crossing the road. Absolutely, or there's just a lot more traffic. It, it's, so I, it's, the traffic it's, is huge. Right, it's not a 24-hour town by any stretch. But when I when we leave the station at 11:30 midnight, thereabouts. I do have to watch out. There are people mm -hmm. out and about, yeah, and sometimes in a downtown area, before. sometimes, yeah. you know, it's through the south side. And yeah. that would not have happened 25, 30 years ago. True. The town really did shut down True. at 9, 10 o'clock back in the day. Mm -hmm. I would add, uh, I live in St. John's County, and the growth there has oh, been phenomenal. Yeah. You guys wouldn't even recognize the place. I remember 210, Tulane Road. It was, and it had potholes everywhere. And it was a mess. 210, by the way, now is ba basically knocking through yeah. Parkway. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's gone kablam. Right. It's so how have the changes changed? I mean, how have the change, the development changed yeah. us? Or how the changes? Well, look at the Jaguars came. I mean, that was a big thing that happened while oh, we yeah. were there. The yeah. Jags back when yeah. we started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, what else? What else? Uh, I think we you, this is a better city years? than when you guys oh came my 30 gosh, years ago. Yes. That's all there is to it. There's the so quality of life do. has improved here right. tremendously. I remember it never back in the day. I didn't. I was never single here, but I remember the young people in the newsroom saying, "There's nothing to do here." And now it's much more of a yeah, single place. Got, I think yeah, the young people get a chance to, you know, get out and do things. Me. But I, I get back to Tom's thoughts, though. I mean, the big changes have taken place that have really brought the city back up to a level that, you know, 35 years ago when I first moved to the city 
you, you, you still had a little bit of a Ville in Jacksonville. Right. It's and not so I would much say that anymore. has totally kind of yeah. been melted away over the years. You're kind and, of proud now yeah. when we make the news for good reasons. Yeah. Right, when Jacksonville is named, it's like, yeah, of course, we're from Jacksonville. Right. Where it used to be kind of, oh, yeah, yeah small you, town. You're, up, you're, you're like from Georgia, right? Of course, we like, <laughs> like being a small Central town. Central Georgia, too, somewhere so. in there. Mary, how will you stay connected to your fans who have been following you since you came to Jacksonville? You will be missed. Another Aww. anonymous question. Well, I will say that um, I'm grateful for social media, dare I say that. <laughs> there's, a good, there's a good part of Facebook because people actually are able to connect with you and you're able to you know, keep up. Um, there's also just, I, I'm not going anywhere. I mean, I'm still going to be here in this area. So hopefully out and about, and I hope people will still say hi to me. <laughs> I can't get over. I just cannot. The last, what was the last weekend? Yeah. My husband and I went out this last weekend with the grandson, and we were having so much fun. But I, and, and, not but, and people were stopping us and saying, thank you so much. And this one always gets me. Thank you for your service. Mm -hmm. And I, that always is so humbling because it's like, that's what you say to somebody who works in the military, who right. is a member of our, yeah, right. who's really serving. Yeah, no, we, but what we do, you know, be, people we look at it that we're, right, right, we're serving. I feel the most I feel when we're serving our community is, of course, being here every day for you when you need us, but, but walking us through when these we're here storms, with you. walking yep. us through these hurricanes, helping us right. prepare. And staying it's calm incredible. and keeping it in, you know, some kind of perspective that people can relate to. It's not always going right. to be gloom Don't and doom panic. when these storms come. Yeah. Uh, the service part, I'm with you. I, my grandfather was in the military, right. other members of my family military. So when I heard, when somebody said, thank you for your I'm service, like, oh, I'm like, ah, oh, well, you know, it's, it's kind of television-y. <laughs> you know, and we do job. it, right. And we, we do appreciate well, your thinking and telling us, but... Yeah, we, we also do it because we love to do it. Yeah, we've been so fortunate. I mean, I, I count my blessings. I count my blessings every day. I thank God for this job. Yeah. I absolutely do. And I know when I'm scared, like <laughs> if there's a big, you know, breaking news story, I'm not sure, you know, you just, you, you it kind of rattles you sometimes. It's always God, Lord, please give me the words. <laughs> give me the words. Yeah. yeah. John, what is the most technological advancement during your career that has assisted you in forecasting? This question is from Robin Orr. Robin's line. great question, and uh, in fact, I was talking to one of the other meteorologists here, David. Uh, five, when I first got into the business, a five-day forecast was hocus pocus. I mean, wow. seriously, five-day forecast. And you know, you think about it, it's it Tuesday, could, yeah. you're looking towards the weekend, but man, that Tuesday forecast for the weekend it was a little bit dicey. But today, I can look two weeks out and that shows the power of computing and power That's of the incredible. algorithms today. And I'm not saying we're gonna nail it two weeks out, like to the hour, but we can nail within about a 10 or 12 hour period if it's a pretty major system. And if it's a big hurricane, those are actually easier to forecast now than ever before, because once a bigger storm does develop, the all eyes, the National Hurricane Center, NOAA, everybody kind of just focuses on the patterns. And when those forecasts tend to be extremely accurate now, whereas uh, I can remember Hugo, and I don't know if you remember Hugo, but it was 1989. And there was a threat there. Hugo could come straight to Jacksonville. The forecast models are oh indicating it was going to go just off of Puerto Rico and head right towards northeast Florida. And, and it, it went to the Carolinas. It went to South Carolina, Charleston area, got wiped out. And it was a Category 4 hurricane. It was a very, and one of the big wake-up hurricanes that uh, started this huge avalanche of hurricanes that we've seen from 80, that happened in 89 all the way up through last year.
remarkable. Yeah. It's so, incredible. so the improvements are in the hurricane forecasting and, and even the five-day forecast, mm -hmm. major changes. Mary, what has been the most shocking trend in reporting news, and do you feel journalism is okay? Oh, wow. <laughs> Deep question. That, that is, that's almost, a, um, that, that's a dangerous question right now. Yeah, kind of is. <laughs> I'm getting out of the business. Do I have to answer this? <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm running um, for the hills. <laughs> I, I mean, I would say I think I think because we have young people, so many young people who are still excited about mm -hmm. getting into this yeah. business, that journalism is okay. And I think that I'm old enough to know that changes happen, and we live through history, and we make it through. And I I think we're going to be okay. You know, it's that's a that's a big one right now because <laughs> I know we all question it, and journalism has radically changed. I think what what has been the most disturbing probably has been television journalism at the network levels and I, I uh, people not being able to discern between editorial and actual news reporting. reporting and even the people on the air sometimes you can't tell if they know that right. what they know what they're doing yeah. and I'm not saying that at the Jacksonville level no. that's you know we're I, talking I, I'll add to that I would say you're right on to something because at the local level and I mean all the stations here in Jacksonville I really feel like when, even when it comes to weather you know, it, it is what we, we, you know what we see, and we see what you know, and the fact is, is that we're telling you what it is happening, and you can verify it instantly, so That's I think, love it, local right, news. Local, local news, news yeah. is so different, and I think you, there are apples and oranges between mm -hmm. the networks and what happens here, and because of our status as being an independent television station, we can really focus on what's happening here at a level that is you know, they don't have a clue up there in New York. We have a clue to what the impacts will be for you here. I keep looking at Tom Wills because Tom, he's our oh, super news anchor man. And yeah, I want him to You're weigh pitching in it too. to Mary, but we want to pitch it right back to I you. I know, I really, I, I really tell you this, want I, to hear what you say. I know there are many people who just are sure that we have an agenda. As certain right. as the three of us who sit here and know that we do not have an agenda, yeah. and I tell them that we don't, but they're not convinced. They will no. not, they, I, I've yet to find one who says, oh, okay, Tom, you've reassured me that Channel 4 does not have an agenda. I've changed my mind. They, they stick to their story. They're right. absolutely certain sure. that all those wonderful people back there in that newsroom are working from some kind of agenda. From I just had somebody that, that, right, that tell me follow. today that, okay, you, you know, the people, the employees don't, but I'm sure the management does. Mm -hmm. I know, I know, I know. It's just not true. It's yeah. not true. I, and, again, and I feel sorry for people who believe that it is. Right. Uh, it plays out in the same role weather, to be honest with you, because a lot of times I'll get that, uh, you Nash, the national people don't know nothing. They accuse us of uh, hyping the weather because and, we're trying to scare people. Right, right. and, and the, often the time would be a hurricane's coming, oh, you're, you're just going to get an advertiser when the big box stores, you know, hardware stores, and I wouldn't name them because then I would be hyping it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the fact is that they think that we're doing it intentionally. No, if, if I tell you, Richard, now, yeah. that something bad's coming, you just need to light up yeah. and take care of your family and yeah. start getting with it because we're not here to hype anything. We got better things to do with our lives, especially when it comes we, to we just getting through the life. And our days are just tremendously long at work. I think that's one thing people may not, I don't know if it's in the questions there, but uh, when you're a TV anchor or news or weather, uh, it's 24 seven. And I think people fail to recognize that, but 
uh, to be on top of the news, on top of the forecast, uh, you don't want to let your guard down. Uh, one of the funny yeah, side I stories. I sleep. That's uh, I, I've my, learned to get down to four is. and a half, five hours. But one of the funny stories is that I'm at the beach, Tom, Mary, and uh, I'm sitting there in my chair in the sand. I got my little umbrella or something <laughs> going on. And here comes a big dark cloud. If I don't move, they don't, don't move. move. Oh, that's great. <laughs> when I move, it's a mass exodus. Out of it. And we, they're, they're and it, all and watching. It, they don't even look at me too much. I'll get a little, I, I get a little Go. wink, like, yeah. you know, done. time to yeah. pull out, you yeah. know, and, and that's the funny part. Well, but it's a, a 24-7 job, and we have yeah. to constantly be alert to the fact that people are listening to our words, and when we're talking about bias and news and things like that, we try to be as cautious as we can oh, be in yeah. public because we don't want to get the perception going. Exactly. Keep it straight. Yep. The three of us sleep well at night. We have a clear conscience. Mm -hmm. true. It's true. True. All four and a half, five hours. No, he didn't get much sleep. He doesn't yeah, like that. But I'm not cold. Healthy. Moving right along, <laughs> what do both of you recommend to young journalism graduates to gain a job like yours in this day and age? And do you have any job regrets? This is also anonymous. I got no regrets. Hmm. I have no regrets at all. I mean, and I started, but, but my, always, my recommendation to young people is don't be afraid to start small. Because I started in a very small market, market 154, Medford, Oregon, which is where, that was my hometown. I made no money. But <laughs> I could live with my mom and my dad. That's nice. <laughs> and drive a family truck until I could buy my own car. It was, yeah, it was, I mean, it just, it, it was humbling, but it was great because you learned every single sure. job in the building. Absolutely. You know, I was reporting I was shooting my own stuff, editing it, anchoring, and producing, and and then and we actually had a computer system back there. I, I went then jumped to Columbus, Ohio. They didn't even have any computers then, so I went back to typing. Wow. Yeah. But yeah. no, it was a great experience. Yeah. Fabulous. I always recommend that. Uh, regrets, maybe one or two, but I'm not going to go down that road. <laughs> Because I, as we, there's a great, we put, in, put articles in about ourselves and it's on newsforjacks.com and on Facebook, you probably read them. But it was a dream come true for me uh, in, in the sense that I, if you don't know the story, I'll give you the quick you know, thumbnail, is the fact that I called for a job here in 1984 or 85 yeah. and I heard about the job, so I sent my tape heard nothing back and finally got a phone call from George Winterling himself and it ultimately That's turned out, George goes, you look a little too young. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that was it. And so I, at that point, I so still. You dyed your hair. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the gray look, the white look. Uh, but it took another decade, but yeah. I finally made it here. Yeah. So it was in that in-between zone. I could have done some changes that might have made a huge difference. It might not have brought me here yeah. either. So, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. you don't know how those Pay little. Pay your dues. I think that's, I think that's yes, really important. And yeah, for the I, kids out there, I absolutely. worry that people, uh, they, the young people want to just. They Jump just right they in. Launch. Yeah. I'm going to be the anchor man. Right. You know, I'm going to be the anchor woman. Well, you know, it really helps if you're a reporter. You yeah. know, it, it really does. I mean, because then you're writing and you're gathering news gathering, and you, I mean, it, that is the whole. I mean, that that's when you understand exactly what you're putting on the air. It's been my experience that if you get the bug, there's just simply no stopping you right. from you're this gonna business. Right. You're going to do everything. If you don't get the bug. You will quit this business because you're underpaid, you're overworked, sure. right. you're right. going to go get a nine to five job with a nice salary and a right. vacation or, right. or whatever. But again, I, I got the bug. Yeah. I, I never gave any thought to any job other than the one that I was doing. Right. And now I had a mentor and that makes all the difference in the world. True. I owe everything to a lot of men, but particularly to Jim Snyder. Mm -hmm. 
I would go to him and say, I think I want to go to work in Boston. He'd say, go downstairs. You just get down there. Get, go back to work. I'll let you know when you're going somewhere. Oh, and it was so his idea that I go to Jacksonville. Oh, wow. And all I knew was that the company, uh, wow. the Washington Post company, they own two TV stations in Florida. One was in Miami. Right. And he must be talking about the other one. I had never heard of Jacksonville. No, I hadn't either before <laughs> when I yeah, got the job. But thank and, you, and You Jim weren't going to stay here, right? No, no. I was going to be here. Were and then planning to stay yes. here? Yeah. You were. All along. This is the best you, place well, in I all of America. Because, yeah. right? because of George. Right, John? Because of George? Because of George, for one thing. Second thing is that uh, this. The, I just love the location of the, within the state itself. Has a winter, oh, okay. it has a fall, has right. a spring, has a summer. Got hurricanes, checks all the boxes. And you'd lived up north already. And I <laughs> hated yeah, 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 the snow, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom. I loved it, but I hated it. Yeah. It's like good to visit, don't want to deal with it. Yeah. I was gonna head home, and I'm. I mean, I never, I never came back. My mom told me that. I mean, like right at the end of, and she goes, "You never came back." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, mom, stop." <laughs> the, the guilt trip. I loved it. Well, we all fell in love with this television station. Yes, Whether it was absolutely. like John, it was uh, love at first sight. It was like Mary and me. It was an acquired. Love, yep. but we still love it. I yeah. fell in love with it when I got here, but I didn't understand that it was going to be such an incredible experience. I didn't nope. understand that the com well, who this company really was until I started working here, and it was like, oh my gosh, they're incredible. Mary's heard me tell the story a hundred times, so but I'm going to tell it to all of you. Uh, Steve Wasserman was the general manager here. Uh, he's been a friend of mine since 1975. He was 23 when he came here from Miami. I was 29 when I came here from Washington. We were the two outsiders, and so we bonded. And he brought Mary down after, after he interviewed you, I guess, mm -hmm. and, and brought the two of us out to the studio yep. and, and sat us down. He was sitting in, she was sitting in Deborah Giannoldis' chair. Yes. Wow, big deal then. That was a big deal. And it was instant family. Yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. I thought to myself, if he doesn't hire her, he's making oh. a big mistake. Oh and if she gosh. doesn't take this job, she's making a big mistake <laughs> because she belongs here. Wow. And 30 years later, here she is. And I've, it was 20 uh, years ago this oh. month that Deborah Giannoldis retired. Yeah. And 20? She oh sends her love to Mary Bear. 20 <laughs> oh. years ago this month. She's at incredible. The end of the month. Oh, my yeah. God, I didn't know that. That's, that's crazy. By the way, she likes retirement. This, okay, yeah, see? I heard that. That's, there is 20 years after. gives me chills, Tom, oh, because I, know, I feel like it was like yesterday. And that's I, me the too. scary how part can that about be 20 life. years, Tom? That 2003. Wow. Well, Deborah. 2003 from 23 is 20. When I came here, Deborah and Tom, I mean, it was just like, and I'm, I'm telling you, I was from a different market, totally different part of the country. I didn't know. I mean, and then I find out, oh, they're like TV royalty. Yes, I, I they right? were. And, and I mean, crazy. It was such an experience, and I kept thinking, I just want to be able to do what they do. Well, you now know? it's Tom and Mary, okay? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it, a lot of people remember honor. Tom and Deborah. I obviously oh, remember Tom and Deborah. She remembers it too. Right. But, you know, life goes on. Exactly. Walter Cronkite's gone too, okay? So right. but now it's Tom and Mary. And she introduced right. me to my hair stylist, Donna, Donna Zimmerman, who's done Deborah's hair. The whole the time, time, I think she's and, been and in still. Oh, you yeah, still you does. Just, still does. You just cued the hair story. <laughs> uh -oh. Uh -oh. Well, because there's more to that one. Then there's another. The next chapter. To the hair again. story. The hair story. Uh -oh. I just heard it from Wasserman. Oh, <laughs> oh! I know the hair story. You know the hair yes. story. Do you want to tell the hair story? You want me okay, to tell the hair okay, story? So you tell the hair story. I'd love to hear Steve's version, but.
<laughs> so, okay, so, they, okay, here it is. So they bring me in and, um, oh, goodness, oh. I'm so excited I'm dropping everything. That's so, okay. So not, they bring me in for important. the interview, right? Yes, so, because I think it came up in the, oh, yes, it came up during the interview. And and he's, you know, they, they tell me everything about the company, everything about who you're going to work with and the, and the town and blah, 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 blah. And then he goes, well, do you have any questions for me? And, and I was like, okay, what will you do to my hair? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, what? Really? Like, I think he was blown away that I, that I had the guts to ask. ask. Because in TV news, right? If At least if you're female, but I think maybe yeah, no, men you, too. Yeah. It's all visual, and it's it was, especially back then, it was all about the hair. It's right. still all about the hair. But, I mean, they were telling you how to wear your hair, and you could not. And I, everywhere I'd been, they were trying to do something different with my hair. So... Yeah, so we actually, he, Nancy, Nancy Schaffron took yeah. me to Deborah's hairstylist, Donna Zimmerman at Zimmer's, out at the beach, which my daughter works there now and has worked <laughs> there for 10 years. Wow. Can't Ten. make this stuff up. No, you can't make it up. Um, so, so took me out there. No, first, first we went to the Avenues Mall. Yeah, they took me to the mall because Steve loved the Avenues Mall. Back then, the Avenues was like, I mean, it was it. Was it. The it was it was yeah. the Nobody ever heard of the town shop. center. Yeah. Didn't it was exist. huge. Yeah. There was no town center. There was no Regency was Regency, out there. But the, well, Regency yeah, was there. Yeah. yeah, but Avenues was like the big whoo. Yeah. So Steve, they took me there, and there's a there was a I guess it was a little. I mean, you can take selfies now. You can do all sorts of things. Computer? Back then, you couldn't. Yeah. No, it was a little setup like a photo booth. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> trying to tell it, um, where you could get a hairstyle, you could put any hairstyle on your face. Oh, nice. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. So we printed out all the different versions, and I loved the big, the long blonde hair. That's, really? that's, oh, oh, like, it will never Goldie happen. Goldilocks blonde kind of thing? that's like the dream, is to have, you know, I want to look like long California girl, you know. <laughs> that's not happening ever. So um, they were like, well, what about short? And I was like, well, what about short? So... I hadn't worn my hair short since like high school. So um, so we brought it to Donna and she's like, I've been trying to do this haircut on, Do on, on Deborah for <laughs> like a decade. And so that was because Deb still hadn't cut her hair short. So that's when, did I tell it right? So you did. This is my memory of it. And so I was on the air, I think one day with it long. I think really? I think that was it. Yeah. Actually, and you know, I kind of remember right? that. Yeah, that yeah. does sound familiar. Yeah. yeah. And then and then they and, cut it, and wow. But was it was it like short. A, it wasn't a pixie cut. No, but it, it was, was a Dorothy. Dorothy Hamill. Hamill that's it. <laughs> I what Steve told me was the trip to the avenues where they could do yes. various hairdos it was on your face. Hilarious. Yeah. It was. It was very you and Nancy entertaining. We had a blast. It was so fun. I mean, I I love Steve and I love Nancy. Both of them. What a what a dynamic duo. Yeah, so just to fill in <sighs> a few blanks for viewers at home, Steve Wasserman was the general manager, vice president to the company, uh, this division of the company for at least five or six, ten years, something like that. And he bounced around between New York and Miami, Detroit. He, he was he, he was, was news director here before he became general manager here. Right. In fact, he. He now, he now lives in South Florida, oh, right. and he told me over the weekend 
He and his wife, Sally, have lived in the same home for 15 years. That's the longest they have ever lived anywhere, anywhere in their right. entire lives. Media That's nomads, right? Exactly. Yeah, he's nomads. incredible. That, the, if you're in television and you're so in management, you are flying all over the coast, coast. And, he's so smart. But he was in charge, and then Nancy was the news director at the time. But I'll tell you a quick story about Steve, and I will never forget it. We had just been announced that we got the Jags. <gasps> Yeah. And at Channel 4 and Sam Kavars and all these people pulled together and repitched the NFL. And it was such a big, big deal. And we got them. And then I'm down in the I'm walking in. It's a Saturday. And I was working the weekends at that time. And, and I said, uh, Steve's sitting in his chair. And he looks so defeated. And the NFL decided to go and switch the programming of football so that it was not going to be on the network we were on. And he we thought, didn't become oh, the Jaguar station. We didn't end up being the best. And he was so bummed. Yeah, because I mean, he, I mean seriously, he, he lived everything for this station. Yeah, he yeah. did. And and the thing about Channel Four is when one and this is that family thing. You know, we have contentious arguments and fights, and we do what we have to do to get the station looking better and better every day. But when one of us is really down like that, yeah. you, it hurts Feel all of us it, because yeah. you could—it it, it sucked the air out of him and, right. and to a degree all of us because we really wanted to be the Jag station. Yeah. A lot of effort was put in there. Yep. That yep. NFL. Ah. Ah. Mary, here's here's a this this is a challenging one. Mary, what is the most poignant story you were ever involved with at Channel Four, and how did it affect Ooh. you personally? This is from Terry Joseph. Terry, thank you. Oh, Terry, thank you. It uh, I, it jumps right out at me. It's Javier Cruz. Yeah. Oh my gosh, he was a photojournalist for our station, and I trying to think the year 1999, maybe. Yeah, diagnosed. it was right about in the late 90s, 98, 99. And um, he was diagnosed with leukemia. And I was assigned the incredible opportunity to um, document his treatment. And um, wow, what a big, what a big opportunity, big job. But I found was an incredible honor. I didn't know Javier that well. We'd only worked together a few times shooting stories. Um, he primarily was working in the mornings, I think, right. and, and a lot with Candace. Coleman. Candace Coleman, yeah. Candace Coleman, who's um, gone now, too. Yeah, she passed recently. Oh, gosh. So, um, he had a bone marrow transplant, went through that, and it was a success. And from from my memory, I think he had another one, or it was rejected later. But he, we, th we were on this great high, sure. and it, w it went on for months and months, um, his treatment and his recovery. And then all of a sudden, he took a, it was so difficult. And we became very very close good friends through it all you know and being right there with him and watching him and then we all went we were all with him yeah. when he was in hospice and then and then he was gone it was it was um but it made me it made me pledge to do more on awareness for the need for organ donors bone marrow yeah. all all of that and and so we started doing many more stories um, and I ended up going to the, uh, in Minneapolis, I think it was a bone marrow donor registry. Yes, uh, I think that's up yeah. there, yeah. Yeah, they flew me up there for a, um, to be able to tell a story. And it was, it's an honor, uh, just an honor to be able to be with someone who can share something so intimate. And then you realize how important it is to spread to other people. And you hear the countless stories of lives being saved, yeah. you know, but we miss Javi. Mm. Yeah. So that uh, that impacted me. I mean, I feel like I I do feel like I've grown up here, 
been able to you know have the opportunity. And my mom told me early on when she, when I was pregnant. This didn't happen in Jacksonville. It was in Columbus when I had my baby. But uh, she said, you know what? You're going to be a better reporter. She said, you are going to be such a better anchor and reporter because you'll be so empathetic. Right. But you know, you arrived here with, em with empathy and, <laughs> and having been by your side for 30 years, you've become even more empathetic. Yeah. Anybody who knows you and loves you would say the same thing, right, John? I totally agree. Uh, Walking empathy here. Uh, but television does that to you when, you're, when you're on you're our side of camera. Yeah, but we hear all these stories and there's two possibilities here. You get overwhelmed by those stories. And I know news anchors, some here, that it's almost overwhelming when you have to read, you know, all the bad stories, the tragedies that are out there. And like then it's a drumbeat. It's right, a constant drumbeat. And then you could either put up a wall and you just shut yourself out of it, or you just, like, to a large degree, I feel like most of the anchors here, you actually embrace these. You, you look at these things. It, yeah, and then and you then, realize how important the world is yeah. and each day counts. Yes, absolutely. And, and that's where it's really at and, and how people deal is, with this. Yeah, is to help you understand the, the difficult times or at least to hear the difficult times, but also to put some perspective on it, right? And yeah. I mean, telling you, you and Deb taught, helped teach me that too, to be yourself on camera mm -hmm. and it's okay you know, to, to be emotional at times when, it, when the time is right. She and I stood out at Mayport and bawled together when President oh. and Nancy Reagan came to pay their respects to the Stark families. Mm -hmm. Just right. shoo, melted down. It was so extraordinary. John, what was the worst weather event you covered in your career in Jacksonville that required a great deal of your time? That's from Ray Libby. Well, any hurricane for sure, and we've had um, the one thing I've it's gone. We've gotten into a little bit of a groove here when it comes to hurricanes and tropical storms and nor'easters and beach damage and tree damage and power outages and uh, it, I would say each one's been unique, but Irma for yeah. sure stood out as being the one challenging storm. Because of the flooding, the John. The flooding, and the thing about it is it was a unique condition uh, that took place. There's, a, there's always gonna be battles out there between meteorologists on what caused the flooding, and it is my opinion that it was a siege. It's a wind-driven wave of water that surged from Palatka all the way to the downtown area. Oh, and down, the, the downtown area's got a very narrow and a bend in the turn, and this combination slows down the water velocity so it, it's allowed to build, and much of the flooding was basically to the uh, south of there, and uh, that is unpredictable because the models that we have, these are very sophisticated models. I talked about how good they've gotten, but they stop <laughs> basically at the mouth of the uh, St. John's River near Mayport. There's a couple that go to downtown, but only they don't take in effect these other areas of large bodies of water, which is St. John's River is. Mm -hmm. It is very wide. You know the Buckman Bridge, six miles across, and that is a huge volume of water and that wind from the south after the storm had passed is what So it was all in. saturated then. Because we even have saturated. a tree. It just, it we have like, a tree named... Irma, yeah. oh, nice. huge oak yeah. that's toppled over still. That wow. that I, I just call her Irma. Do it. Well, yeah. yeah, and she stayed alive. We call her yeah. Irma. So she <laughs> she's she's surviving. Wow. But but I mean people yeah. stop all the time and give us, you know, hey, we'll fix your tree, tree for you. Yeah. And it's been how many years? Uh, that was seven, six yeah. years ago. Yeah, so, so that tree is still 17. there. But so 
it, it was the winds as well, because that thing right. is huge. Well, the winds were definitely there. We had winds over 80 miles an hour in gusts, and uh, that did a lot That's of damage. Wild. All the pier dock damage up and down St. John's River, you know the damage out there in St. Augustine area in particular. Um, so, yeah, it was widespread. But, all, you know, Matthew did a big number on us as well, and we've had serious damage. And even last year when we had Nicole and we had Ian, we had issues. St. Augustine flooded severely again. You might remember they had to evacuate the city. I mean, this just right. happened. And these are the events that uh, we have never had. I mean, I go back to looking at some of the things George had to go through, George Winterling. He, he's hired in 62, 64, boom, here comes Dora, nails the forecast. Yeah. Just does an amazing job and just bringing everybody together on it. But the next severe storm was many years later. And many. We had a couple of false alarms, like David in 79, Betsy David, in 60, Floyd. Yeah, 65, I think it was, yeah. Floyd, in, and that was a 99. Scared the heck out of us. Yeah. Look, I was at the beach with Deborah Giannullis for, for that one, and we were on the pier. And looking back out, these massive rollers coming in and the misty rains coming through. Actually, we weren't on the pier. We were kind of close up on, on near the uh, shack, if you will. This is before it got blown out. Mm -hmm. But Floyd got, took that pier out because of the size of the storm, which was 175 miles away. 175. Crazy. That's crazy. Crazy. Floyd would have done a real number on the state. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is for both of you, actually. Which employee at News 4 Jacks off camera did you glean the most from in your 30 years? This is from Cody Gunter. Oh. <laughs> Let me read the off question. camera. Off camera. Well, actually, the question was for John, but I'm asking yeah. it for no, both I'm of you. Oh, my gosh. Truth and which, so, which employee off, behind off the scenes? Off camera, behind the scenes. Okay. Ooh. There's so Okay, let me I mean, think. there's so many, that's the thing. Yeah, I mean. Okay, okay, John Cermak, he came to our house. What did he do? So he, he, tell him what he does. Oh my gosh, so he was our floor director for how many years? I'm not sure. Twelve, a long oh time. Oh my gosh, yeah. so he would always grill us hot dogs and hamburgers outside of the prop shop, right? right. If the weather and was bad and we were wall to wall or the news was getting blown out for some unforeseen tragedy, this guy, despite doing all the work here, Fires up the grill, feeds or, us. Or yeah. we're just sitting there, and just randomly he would bring us hors d'oeuvres that he had <laughs> created in the in Cheese the and crackers. Yeah, cheese and crackers <laughs> for the anchors during the show. As if so we're not pampered he enough. He ruined us. He just ruined, he totally ruined us. Like like every other floor director, I'm so sorry. And but, now he's an engineer at our Norfolk station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, he's hilarious. So he's one. Um, oh, my gosh. Here, I'll do one while you think okay, about it. Okay, well, but, Tara Malloy, can we talk? Oh, Tara, 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 of course. Come on. Our, our incredibly, incredible director extraordinaire. Who's directing this podcast right She's now. She's amazing, <laughs> and we have been such great friends through the years. I can't even, yeah. I mean, we don't even, we, she can't, we can't even really talk about the fact that I'm leaving. It was just, and people always yes. thought, so we would go out, back in the day, there were um, evenings where we could actually go and get dinner between shows. Yeah. And that doesn't happen anymore. Not anymore. Really. Not anymore. There's not enough time. You have to be, you know, working on right. the next show. But we would, <laughs> Tara and I would go get dinner. And she wears a ball. She's known for wearing a ball cap, and her favorite Yankees, all you know, sweat, sweatshirt, everything. Yep. And we would go out, and I'd be all dressed up, yep. and all the time, people were calling her my daughter. So, would you? <laughs> what would your daughter like to have? And I'm like, <laughs> look, we're only ten years apart. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> 
So yes, Tara Malloy for sure. But she's like the head of our all of our directors, and she has just that skill to kind of get it done. Let's go, move it forward. Let's go. We we just she has that kind of a quick. Your response yeah, and you response to things, know but, that but when you, you, no, when you, you first meet her, you go, oh she's no, like, oh, she's but nice, I'm but like, she's kind of quiet. And, oh, you're hands not to in yourself. <laughs> not, not in there. She's exactly. not quiet. She's in charge. Yep. Well, then she's another one of those. We have a, a number of people here who have worked at other television stations that are not News for Jacks. This one's one. Tara's another one. They've come in from the outside world. And they have reported to those of us who have already been here for a time oh, what of like. what it's like out there at another television station. <laughs> and it's really I scary. to the boss and say, <laughs> can you extend my time here? That's right. Exactly. Back, backstabbing. Uh, other television That's stations. That's the thing I taught you about. That's I mean, what I mean. I it, what goes on at other TV what? stations. Yeah, it was really weird because I was like, yeah, I was a little wet behind the ears. when We're I well treated here. The, the Graham family business is a lot different than many other companies, I'm oh, just it's, saying. It's without a doubt. Without a doubt. It's an incredible We're very fortunate to work for, for this yeah. company. Yeah, now, you know, fortunate. I'm a company man. I go yeah, back to 1969, man. Catherine Ooh. Graham. Her DNA is still in this company. Yes. She's amazing. I've yes. always said, I've always said, they always hire the best people and they hire the young ones, they bring them in, and if they if they don't work, man, they're just gone. They just kind of. And don't send me emails don't that, don't send me emails that the <laughs> Catherine Graham's DNA means we're liberal. It's. Oh. Please. She, what a dynamo. Uh, all that. She was so incredible. I felt so honored to have met her twice, maybe three times. What do you consider your most memorable moments, Anonymous? John, oh, oh, well, John. I've already written, I've already written mine up oh, there on did? News for Jacks. Well, well, there was, what was the, memorable like, like landing on the JFK Ooh. was absolutely the thrill of a lifetime and yet terrifying. So, so you flew onto the deck, right? Yes, oh, and nice. the cod, yeah. which is the, you know, it's Little not transport. a jet, but it's yeah. a, Right? It's, it's a, a, oh my gosh. Yeah, I did that on the surface. You did it too? Yeah. <laughs> and did they open the back of it and they say, you're going to be landing down there on this nickel sized ship? And you're like, what? And so. Huge respect for the men and women who put on the oh uniform my for gosh, this country. Totally. Huge. So that to me, and, and sleep waking up under the, you know, under the jets at, what was it? Well, not under Constant. the jets, but you know, right. you're, you're in the below deck. Right. And you wake up at 4 30 when they, when they fire them up. Oh my gosh, I like literally fell out of the bunk. Yeah. Seriously did. It was scary. What's the question? Like, what most, most important yeah, moment? Most memorable moment, memorable. John. Memorable Could you have a moment? moment? I've had a bunch of those that I... There's so many, Tom. Uh, well, mine is every... It, it, I mean, every time you do a tornado warning and oh, you stand that, up yeah. there and talk for 45 minutes. Yeah, that's those are tough. Um, because sometimes, like, uh, I remember in Adel in Georgia, there was a very tough tornado. We were tracking it. On, and this was not too long ago. And there were deaths, not yeah. just one or two. And a small kid disappeared, you know, literally got Aww. disappeared in a, in a tornado. And we knew right away. We heard the early stories yeah. what had happened. And it was a, because now we're on air and we're thinking about, wow, how'd that happen? And then you start thinking deep and you start thinking that wasn't so good. And, but those are the moments that television, you know, and weather and news, the tragedies that are out there that come I'll, across. I'll never forget, um, and, and you were there, because I came back in the newsroom and told you, but I'll never forget in the the missing woman, Bonnie Haim, yeah. when she was reported missing, and I was like, it must, it was in 93, something like that, or 94. 
before. I was reporting for the um, 11 o'clock news, and the photographer and I went out to do an interview with this husband who had reported his wife missing, and we went to their home and sat down on the couch with him, and, and he calls their son out, and uh, it was really bizarre. And I knew that it, there was something wrong because mommy's missing. He, he, told, he asked his son, um, where's mommy? Now, I'm a, I was a young mother then, and I knew, and this child was about the age of my child, and I'm thinking, if I was missing, my husband was not going to tell a reporter, ask right. her, oh, where's mommy? Right. And, um, and I looked around at the pictures in their home of her with her child, and I remember coming back to the station, and I'm like, I, mean, I hate to say this, but I spoke with a murderer. I, I right. said, and I don't judge yeah. people like that. You know I don't. Right. And I walked in, Tom, and I, I, I know you know that. You remember that. I, it was like, Tom, I, I don't even know what to say here, but this guy did it. And um, I can say that now because he was convicted. convicted. But yeah. he wasn't convicted till decades later. Decades later. And after that very child that I had met grew up, and he was excavating the backyard of that home and found her remains yeah. in the backyard. I mean, that's a story I, can, I will never, ever get over. No. You spoke with ever him. Ever get over. I you got to meet him, him and up. he was, you know, what do you say? It's Right. You know, it, it's a privilege what it is we get to do. It's a privilege. Mm -hmm. And you're, you bring these stories to our viewers yeah. and, and he lets you bring his story. I, Right to our viewers, and, their and we're honored, has, we're humbled yeah, it's to just, be able to do that. Right, right. It truly, I would never, when I was in school, have ever even thought that would be something that I would be placed in that position and have that honor of being able to try to bring, you know, be, not bring, helping bring justice, but you're a channel in right. channel in, you know toward making that happen. Well, but it gets back to how the viewers, and in this case, you were doing your job, but any, any given day, I can be stopped at a store or shopping or a restaurant or whatever, and they, the, the stories that they'll open up with, it's not like, let me tell you about a story. No, we're going to the punchline, and we're telling you about how bad things are, how good things are, what happened in this situation, and that, that is that is an overwhelming part of something that we deal with, not just when we talk about a tragic story on air, but when you, whether you're doing your job or getting you know, met on the street. Mm -hmm. People tell us what's going on in their lives, and that's, uh, that's very heartening at the same time, part of the, the, the humbling, job. Humbling, right? And humbling, yes. Well, and they, they a, open up so quick. It's a privilege that people privilege. trust us enough mm -hmm. to open up and tell us some things that they're really eager to tell somebody. Right. And there we are. Yeah. Like you said, they trust us not to abuse that, I think. Right. Yeah. To and be to respectful. Handle it, exactly. Handle it gently, right? Yeah. And here's the thing. We all learn from each other. That's, that's the thing. It's, you know, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a team effort. It's not like there's one teacher. We're all learning from each other. Truly. Truly. So getting back to that question about kids coming into the business, I would say, having had this conversation, the first thing is just, and I, you know, it's funny I say kids. <laughs> I know because they I are. I feel like a kid. What are you, kidding me? <laughs> so, but for those who are in their 20s and 30s or thinking about it in high school, you know, understand there is a, there's a ladder you do have to climb. 
And along that way, you have to absorb a lot of the things that, like Tom was saying, how we absorb information from one and another to kind of pull it together. And it kind of unifies the team and makes all of us sound much, much stronger and more capable yeah, than individually. I appreciate you doing that because I, I didn't get to this question and you've answered it. This is from a Sean and he said he's 28 years old and he wanted to know what advice you would have for someone his age to stay driven during his career and you've just taken care of that one. Uh, John, Libby wants to know where do you shop? You always look so professional and good looking. Best of luck, we will miss you. Let me see that card, because I have, I I'm gonna have give everybody a lot to say about I know, that. We have an inside joke here at Channel 4. You ready for this? Tom may not even know this. You do. Okay. I think you do. I bought a suit. Oh, no. This is really... In this 19... Is, okay. When Maybe. I first got here, I got a, a, a clothing salary. So I bought a suit, Tom, and I wore that jacket uh, for 30 years. And well, in the last three years, it had a hole... <laughs> in its elbow <laughs> and I used uh, so we have a green chroma key so I used green tape to fill the <laughs> hole so if I'm on air and you saw the hole you would see the screen you wouldn't see the hole in my jacket and I just threw it out and I bought this suit that I'm wearing Please here today. Please tell me that, that that wasn't the only suit that uh, you had. I had two. For and soon you'll just be in jeans and a t-shirt, right? Get by oh, with no, two suits. I don't think so, Tom. I got Frugal. Plans. Frugality. Mm. That, that, is, that is something That's that another inside impressive. story. I but drive many around. Many ties. But many yes, ties. Yeah, ties are really important, too. Yes. And this you gotta is have a, the pop of yeah, color. Yeah, yeah, popping ties. That's the key. I have David no, Letterman ties. Yeah. Exactly. He popped. He popped. He doesn't wear them anymore. No. Aww. He's wearing no, he's no. wearing all sorts of facial hair. Okay, though. so do I get to answer that? <laughs> you, sure. Oh no, that was John. Well, you can if you want. Well, I'd love to answer. And this, where do I shop? I went to to Rosenblum's for the yes! last one. Yes. Okay. I will just have to say. Yeah. They take care of you. Rosenblum's. Sure. Through the years, we can't. We haven't been able to do this because we're not supposed to no, be we don't. an ad on yeah, TV. We're but not. we're not um, on TV. Yeah. Richard and, um, you know. Richard works there. Thank you. Not none. Richard, no, Richard, no, Richard Rosenblum. Rosenblum. Yeah, I know. Right. Not oh, none. Okay. I'm sorry, sorry. And, um, and his brother, yeah. of course, and why I'm, uh, you know, Bobby would kill me because I just forgot his name. Yeah. His name Richard too. and Bobby Rosenblum. Yeah. But Ursul, who worked there for decades, she, Ursul Thornton was my dearest, oh my gosh, I love that woman. She taught me how to dress and she, <laughs> She helped me pick out my clothes, and I still wear many. I, the pants I have on, Ursul picked out for me. I, I, I mean, they just lasted forever. They were amazing, but I know she, they weren't asking about but, my clothes. But, Tom, but this actually brings up a good point. We here have been in the community. I know you've been here in the community forever, and as such, not saying in a bad way, but I'm just saying we have been taken care of by the community, and, I, I, you know, and we were yeah. talking a little bit off camera earlier on about how the community has responded uh, and giving us like a big high five. I got letters at my house. I don't know how they get my email or get my, my physical address. <laughs> wow. uh, people, when they signed the card and said, uh, congratulations on retirement, I'm like, you know, it touches you very that's much, true. but wow. I gotta tell you, but that's, that's because it's the community and the community, that's whether it's so where lucky. we buy our clothes or whatever, the guys have all taken care of us and we really appreciate that as We've well. We've formed relationships. Yep. They've formed relationships with us. Right. We're so grateful. Um, what are you gonna miss the most when you leave? Michelle wants to know. Oh my gosh, the people. Hands down, 100%. I mean, 
you know, Dave's on the camera. He's right there. He's shooting on us. And um, but he's got it. he's got a podcast though, so I'll be listening in. And I can't do that now. I'm just and too busy. Gator oh Gator breakdown. Yep. Okay. So and the viewers obviously. Um, that'll, I mean, that, it, it's a whole new world for us. And I and um, life after TV. Yeah, and, and you know I've seen some of our uh, other anchors uh, over the years who have retired, and some of them handle it really really well, and some of them haven't handled it as well. And I would just say. Uh, I'm glad in some ways I'm getting out a little bit early so that I can kind of make the adjustment. Uh, yeah, adjustment. I think it's going to, yeah. yeah. Because that's what's yep. going to be. Transition. It's yeah. going to be a big change. Right. I'm not great with change. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nobody really I, is. Put that, I will probably keep driving up San Jose <laughs> at 3 o'clock exactly. in the afternoon because, I mean, I've been doing it for 30 years. So Trust I'm me, you won't be driving that. up San Jose Boulevard at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, well, I, in order to make sure that I actually take a shower and wash my hair every day, <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> that's what I'm worried about. My daughter does my hair now, and she laughs so hard because I'll go in there and she'll say, Mom, what, what is that? And there will be like twigs or leaves. Mary, again, you have to understand, Mary has this other life that she hasn't really brought outdoors. up yet, but she's super outdoorsy. I'm going to be in the barn in the for barn, the next 30 years. Shoveling something. <laughs> God, Thanks for stopping at something. Somebody's got to shovel. <laughs> What is your greatest accomplishment while working at Channel 4? Heather Morgan wants to know. Oh. Okay. Okay. Uh, my greatest accomplishment while working at Channel 4, oh, I think the longevity of be being able to anchor this long at this level, sitting next to this level, has been my greatest accomplishment. Um, and I finally got an Emmy. <laughs> <That's, Woo! okay. laughs> yes. Finishing with a flourish. Good, Mary. Finally. You just got that too. Last yeah, it was month. awesome for, for for a story that I'm I'm so proud of, and it's about button batteries. If you haven't looked it uh, up, yes. look it up. A very important one. A dear friend of mine's granddaughter who nearly didn't make it. Um, and she had more than 40 operations after swallowing a tiny little button battery. Yeah, um, yeah it, it was in like a little remote. And it happens all the time. And um, I, I just can't get over the lack of information that's out there still and yep. how we need to keep pushing this because there are even medical professionals. And if right. you take your child to the, the emergency room, they they might not even check or think about there being right. a battery lodged in there. And it it is it can be fatal. And it, it is fatal. It is. For many. Yeah. And sadly. so easily done. And people don't understand that, you know, like, you kids do put things in their mouth and things like that. And sometimes you don't know it happened, but this happens. Yeah. And it's a serious, serious oh, situation. Gosh, and they're everywhere. These yeah. little batteries are yeah. in the greeting cards that we have, the little um, decorations Absolutely. that you that you buy for Christmas or anything that that, that you want to put around the house that has a little light up. Oh, isn't right. that cute? Or you know, and basically they just burn holes. They have a way of finding, finding them things? and our pets. Yeah. I, I, I don't, don't want to, you know, but yeah. pets do it too. Yeah. So it, it's critical. So what's your biggest accomplishment? Um, uh, a little oh. self-critique. You know, I got it. Okay, okay. I've got it. I, it's a self-critique. Uh, I thought there was going to be a very impossible job uh, taking over for George Winterling, to be absolutely honest <sighs> with you. That's a great 
point. <laughs> um, that was, those are some major shoes to fill. And I had done some research uh, to, and I talked to some people who are agents in the business and I said, what are my odds of making it? <laughs> wow. They said they gave me 10% chance. Wow. And it wasn't because it was because me. You were young. It, no, yeah. it was just because nah, it's just something about television stations and viewers. They get so right. locked in on one person, right. and for George to be so locked in right. for this community, and then the next person comes around. Oftentimes, they reject that person yes. because <gasps> they're true. so accustomed to that one person forever that the next one just doesn't live up to it so the deborah norville jane polly phenomenon exactly. yes exactly. exactly and and we've this it's not uncommon to see this i, I looked at other major meteorologists that had retired back in the late 2000s uh, and they had definitely turned them over and a lot of these stations the the second one doesn't make it either and the third and the fourth and so uh, it becomes a real revolving door. But I leave credit and thanks to this station, the management, uh, for being smart about it and understanding it's yeah. going to take a little while for the audience to come around. And they did. And uh, I think it's been great because of the weather that we've been able to kind of conquer these severe hurricanes that we've dealt with here. And that uh, that was my personal yeah. accomplishment. To you make also it had George's total support. Yeah. Helps out a lot does yeah. and that's really important so very big just to, just to touch on the management yeah again sure it, when deborah you know stepped Nellis, when they yeah. hired me i remember being aware that they were kind of you know just just putting placing me in different i mean i think i think there was a plan um not right when they hired me but but eventually deborah did want to you know, stepped out. Yep. So they knew that they did it. They did it very carefully, and and so that it wasn't a brace. There, there was no. Um, it was, was good shock. Yeah, yeah. And, could and this the, person replace Deb? Let's find out. Let right. her find out yeah. if she could. Yeah, right. and so that yeah. So it was a gradual thing. Yeah. But that how they handled it was so beautiful, and we never there was never any. I never there was never any negative that we felt, and so I don't think the viewers ever felt that. So I'm sure there were people who, of course, wanted, you know, they missed George and sure. they missed Deborah, but yeah. they but but we're all still such a family that I think you don't. I don't think there was a, a it wasn't as painful. It was it was elegantly handled. If the replacement is acceptable, mm -hmm. the person who's been replaced is just forgotten. Right. Not I mean not in a negative way. Right. But I'm gonna get my weather from this person right. now. That, right, right, because right, I right. want the weather right. is what I'm really not, after yeah. is the message. Yeah. yeah, but there's definitely, viewers can get fickle and they didn't with us. And I think it gets back to the station and the management and Tom Wills and George. Remember, and we also used to be a CBS affiliate yeah. and we gave that up too. Well, we've been through a lot, Mary yes. and my, Tom yes. Wills. I mean, in our, in our, you, you, yeah, at home, here. you will never understand <laughs> when the television station, who's a network dominant station, literally called the mouth of the South. That's what we were called. Mouth of the South. Dan Rather was number one, and he's never been number one since they left us. And that's Crazy. a true story, because we were cuming more people at JXT in Jacksonville than they were in New York City. That's, that's crazy. That is crazy. Because that's how much you really that's pay so attention. Cool. Man, how much you, a great, you've been so good to us, all of you, here. all those viewers. Mm -hmm. yep. Have been. We're so fortunate. We thank you. All of you. I mean, seriously, it's uh, What's going to happen to the Gone Gays? Let's cut to the chase yeah. here. Heather, we have Mally. a special thing. Seriously, the Gone Gage. Is it going to live on? We'll in... see. Okay. It's special. <laughs> we'll see. It's a surprise. Stay tuned. You're going to love okay. it. Okay. It's going to be fun, right, Dave?
Dave was a part of it. Dave's a part of it. He knows the Is secret. He gonna, Dave, yeah. Just yeah, shake the yeah, camera up yeah, and down, right, yeah. Dave? Yeah. He goes, oh, no. It's going to be good. <laughs> That's exciting. Yeah, it is. Okay, something to look forward to. Yep. Last question. Sure. John and Mary, will you stay in the area? And if so, can we see your faces now and then? We will miss both of you. Aww. Mimi. Mimi. Oh, that's the name of my, my late mother-in-law. I love you, Mimi. Mimi my yeah. mother-in-law. Everybody's got a Mimi. Yeah. But Mimi's are strict. So you hitting special. the road? You getting out of Dodge? Oh, heck no. Heck no. I'll be, no, I'll be going back west to visit my family, yeah. and I'll be headed north to visit my sister. And, <laughs> but I'm here. I'm definitely here. You're going to see us around. Uh, I know you, we'll see you around. Yeah. I know you, and there will be always that special moment. I'm sure something's going to come up where you're going to appear. I may appear I during so. certain certain so. bad things that happen. I don't yeah. want to keep showing up when the weather turns really nasty. I know. <laughs> oh, no, here's John. Bad karma. Here's bad weather. John's like, here. Oh, God. No, we don't want that. Uh, but I honestly love this. I know Mary, we live in the best place yeah. in America, and there are days I literally don't want to tell anybody. Right. <laughs> I mean it. No, I, I know. You're, and you're uh, like, it's like, you know, you don't want to come down here. It's too pretty. It's, you know, we yeah, have. We're right in that right now. Yeah, we're like. growing just about the right speed, yeah. and the growth is somewhat. But if you organized. need an apartment, we have one. <laughs> there are a lot of them. Oh, the yeah. apartments? Oh, the my apartments, gosh. Yeah. There's apartments everywhere. No, but um, I think... We're not going anywhere. We're not. No, and I, I, the, I don't like saying goodbye, and I feel like it, not, it won't really be goodbye, I hope. I mean, I hope... I can't even think about, like, hanging up the microphone and everything for the last time, but I hope, I hope we'll be able to make appearances. Boss I know. Here. Probably not. <laughs> Where's Terry? I know. She took off. <laughs> I'm not. I don't know how to answer that completely right now. We'll see. But yeah, we're just going to have to see how it goes. Mm -hmm. We're out of questions. Thank you for your contributions. Yeah. Thank you both. Thank we you, love Tom. you. Love, Wills. love, you, love you, you so much. I can't even. Don't. Not even going to think about that. Nope. No, I'm because not we're all going to stay close. Yeah. I know we will. And I hope you guys. I'll say hi when you see us.